0: Welcome to This Week in VO with J. Michael Collins. Each week, JMC will host one of the voiceover industry's most interesting personalities for a casual freestyle chat that encompasses more than just business, digging deep into the guest's backstory and pulling back the curtain on how they became the person they are today. And now for this week's guest, Bev Standing.
1: Hey everybody, it's Jay Michael. Back after a little break, I've been traveling around having some fun with the family, but I am now back uh, on Terra Firma. And I am being joined today not just by uh, somebody who has become a leading light in the industry, uh, a tremendously successful voice actor and coach, uh, but also one of the genuinely good people in our business. And uh, she's been through some stuff lately, which we'll talk about later on. But uh, coming to us from Ontario, Canada, she's the daughter of an advertising executive, has spent many hours in studios critiquing commercials with her dad when she was a kid, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, She's worked in marketing for nine years before she came into voiceover. She's had tremendous training, has worked with some of the great coaches out there, and then went out. I met her her when she kind of just started, and and since then she's booked clients like Kraft, Revlon, Clarence, Kingsmill Resort, the Tampa Bay Times, Hellman's, and a million more. Uh, Some of you know her as the voice or the former voice of TikTok, which we'll talk about. She's a founding 500 member of Wovo, a multiple award winner and nominee, including awarding awarded as best e-learning voiceover artist Canada in 2021 by Corp Magazine and the 2021 Reed Award winner for best radio ad national for the mayoral campaign. She's a VO Atlanta Unicorn nominee in 2019, and she's just a general badass, ladies and gentlemen. And she doesn't swear, by the way. So I just kind of went counter to her brand with that introduction. But folks, Bev Standing, welcome.
0: i'm sorry i'm giggling here i'm a little it's a good thing there's no camera i'm blushing that was wow i've done a lot
1: (laughs) (laughs) you have done a lot and you know what blows me away about how much you've done is my mind goes back to columbus ohio (laughs) in 1800 and i don't know what but um, i don't know like seven years ago eight years ago whenever it was um and it was the first time i met you and and you were completely basically new at that time right
0: Oh, I was totally new. You were one of the people I wanted to go and hear speak because uh, you were talking about online casting, and I had just sort of got involved with online casting and i I had i think I'd booked a job or two, but I wasn't you know really, and I thought i if I'm gonna do this, I gotta learn more. So your name popped up so yeah, well, there's no accounting no for taste
1: way. but but <laughs> And that was the old Midwest voiceover conference back in the days, which, uh, which folded after a few years, but was actually kind of a, that was a fun one to go to, wasn't it?
0: It was a lot of fun and it was, it was fairly intimate. And I ended up sitting with you and a bunch of very established people because I knew nobody except the fill-in speaker, which Mm. was Randy Kay. Oh, right. Right. So she said, hang with me. So I got to hang with you all for dinner and everything. It was really fun. And a lot of the people I've met there, I'm still talking to now at conferences or at, you know, Uncle Ray's barbecue or whatever. And they're like, remember, we met there. And that's like, I do. It was fun. Right.
1: right. Yeah, that was. a And it just seems so long ago. And now, (laughs) you know, you're this booking machine, uh, which has just been this award winning booking. How the hell did that happen?
0: I went and listened to you at the Columbus, Ohio conference.
1: (laughs) I didn't. I did not pay her to say that. I promise.
0: No. And well, you know what? (laughs) In the second, the next year, I came and I stood alongside you on stage. You did. Um, Yeah, and it was kind of. I took everything you said and did what worked for me, and guess what? It worked for me. So yeah. Well, that's how I did that, and I check is in in the mail. Thank you. I'm a conference junkie. I love conferences. I love meeting new people. I love paying it forward. I love the hallway chats that you have in conferences and all that kind of stuff. So um, a lot of what I've learned, I learned there.
1: OK, cool. Give me that's my first jumping off point. So I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a big golden retriever. I love going to these things. I'm, I'm just, you know, I think post-COVID people might freak out when I get up on them and start licking them. But, you know, nevertheless, there it is. Uh, <laughs> so what's the deal with people who hate voiceover conferences? There's there seems to be this crowd over there that just kind of does not like the idea of the conferences. What is that all about?
0: Uh, well, I guess there's two, two ways to look at that. One is a lot of voice talent are introverts. And so to go and be surrounded by that many people all at once is a little too much. Um, so there's that. But I think uh, some of the conferences, not all of them, uh, a couple I have been to, there's a lot of selling. and it's like i don't want to go get sold i want to go and have a little more of an intimate which is one of the things i loved about the wovo conferences Mm -hmm. they were tiny they were small they were intimate and there were those hallway chats without crowds moving from one room to another to sign up for this and sign up for that and and uh so it can be a little overwhelming
1: yeah it works for me but i can understand that well what uh, outside of the the midwest conference what have you you liked WoVoCon? what did you like about WoVoCon so much
0: it reminded me of Fafcon, which is the base. And so if you don't know Fafcon, it, mm. it, it doesn't happen anymore. But it was uh, never more than 100 people. And the topics were decided the night we arose. Um, We arrived. Arove? Is that a word? Arrive. Well, it can be. It's a word now. <laughs> So the night we arose um, and and we put on post-it notes on the wall to decide the people that were there, what we wanted to learn or what we had to offer. And so then we were approached saying, hey, a whole bunch of people want to learn what you said, you know, and the conference was done that way. And we kind of took that and figured out who was coming and then designed the contents a little more now. But mm-hmm. then they started to go to smaller towns and had mini cons, they called them. So they were a lot more intimate and designed specifically for the people attending. So that was nice. Yeah.
1: And they had decided to to can the the actual WovoCon even before COVID started. Do you think that is that going to come back or are the, the mini cons going to come back?
0: I don't know. Um, I'm not sure where they're heading. I am still a member. Um, I still believe in everything they do. They have these great Zoom chats twice mm-hmm. a week uh, that they post in the Facebook page. And it's, it's, you know, it's people around the world. So you get a great insight and you can ask for help and you can find other talent. And it's pretty cool. I, I believe it's an industry standard thing, but it's 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 just doing what's right for the, the industry, right. which is I'm all over that. So
1: I, I hope they bring it back. It was my my excuse to go to Vegas and engage in Bacchanalia and add a fifth or sixth chin once a year. So I'm, I, I need I need that. You uh, never know.
0: <laughs> with, you know what? With COVID and people trying to get people to come back, it may happen again.
1: It might, it might. So you 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 mentioned the chat that they do. You do a chat. You founded the the water cooler, which is probably one of the most popular peer driven, uh, you know, workout chat, have fun, hang out kind of things in the industry. What's that all about?
0: Well, that was something that uh, I just opened a chat room one day and posted it in my Facebook page and says I need a break. Who else needs a break? And a couple of people joined. And that that just kept happening. I just go, I need a break. I need 15 minutes. I want to have a coffee and not read something. And more and more people would join. And and I just it reminded me of being in when I was in the office, when I was in the corporate world. And and it was you'd get up from your desk and you'd walk into the little kitchenette and you'd get Mm -hmm. a water or coffee and you'd see someone and say, Hey, Jay Michael, you know, how's the wife and kids? And and what's going on? And then you'd go back to work. And that was the basis behind it. So I coined the phrase hashtag water cooler and that's how that happened and it's we've got over a thousand members and anybody can open a zoom room and post it it's it's a place where there's no threads it's a place where you don't post something and hope for weeks people are going to keep responding you can go in and say hey i just need a break or does anyone know anything about this rooms open and people will join and have a discussion and then you leave it's not designed to to suck your day into living Mm -hmm. online and not getting any work done it's just a break in your day
1: very cool, very cool. I think it's a resource that a lot of people in the business appreciate. Um, I know you're going to be at the conference, the One Voice Conference in Dallas uh, in uh, in August. Um, so you, they're they're allowing you to escape Canada now.
0: Oh, escaping Canada is not a as big an issue. I have a work visa, so I um, have a legitimate claim to cross the border. It's getting back <laughs> right now. Um, we're behind the eight ball on vaccinations and whatnot, so they're you've got to jump hoops to get back. But the good news is with my visa, I can stay for two years. So if I can't make it back on the right day, then I'm okay. America will keep you. <laughs> you keep I got friends.
1: So what do you know this is going to be the first conference that's back since the pandemic live, full, normal, everything back the way it was. Hopefully. Um, what are you looking forward to most about that?
0: Oh, just seeing people, um, just seeing people in person. Um, There's a camaraderie that happens at conferences that just gives you, when you go home, you feel invigorated, you feel uh, refreshed, you feel, um, you know, ready to take on the world and do whatever, you know, whatever your, your blocks are, they're gone. And, and you just go, oh, that was, that was great. It was a great three days. I'm back. I've learned a bunch and I learn it every one, even when I'm presenting, I'm still learning, you know, in other avenues and the industry changing so much, you, you can't help but learn. So just a few days of and then back to it
1: <laughs> and hopefully canada will be back to normal by then too. It's, it's been a bit of a rough ride up there huh
0: it has it has yeah i will be double vaccinated before i leave or i wouldn't be coming yeah so
1: very cool i'll be good
0: i will have we'll my get micro there.
1: microchip reader to see what which one you got and uh yeah, we'll, we'll all be good. So um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how did you find this whole world? I mean, how did how did you get into what made you say voiceover after having had a, a career before and having, you know, done other things prior to this back in the pre-Columbus days? What made you go? This is something I want to do. These crazy people are people I want to associate with.
0: <laughs> well, it didn't it didn't happen quite like that, Um <laughs> so I was widowed in 2008 and it was in the summer and in the fall, my anniversary was happening and I didn't want to sit at home. Um, I'm using this very lighthearted. It was a long time ago and I've accepted the path I'm on. I'm grateful for the years I had. Um, but in saying that I don't believe in, didn't believe in fate. And, uh, I just needed to do something on the weekend that was supposed to be my 28th wedding anniversary. And I did not want to just sit at home and have everyone go, well, we should go get Bev and get her to do something or go sit with right. her. So I wanted to go out. So I looked online and I just trying to find any conference, anything at all, any course, any class. And the only thing I could find was a voiceover workshop in downtown Toronto. And it was the Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And I went, oh, what the heck? And hit enter and oh my. went. And uh, I met some really interested. There's only five of us. A bunch of people had to cancel. So it was really intimate. And what I found is when I was behind the mic and being mic shy, this was really a challenge. But I got behind that mic and I had to be a cat and I had to be a mom and I had to do all this stuff. But while I was being that, my life didn't exist. I very, very quickly learned how to be in the moment. So I wasn't sad that I didn't, you know, my life wasn't how I wanted it to be. I wasn't worried that my kids needed tending. I didn't have to worry about the money. I didn't have to worry about dinner. I I just got to be a cat or got to be a mom. And so I decided I would continue taking courses because for those few hours that I took that course every week, I didn't have to think about what my life was really like. So I took improv because three of us from this course went and took Second City Improv. So I took improv, then I took acting classes, and uh, then I took some more voiceover workshops. And before I knew it, I got asked to audition. And I went, ooh, you can, really, me? Cool. So I did. And uh, I got a note back saying, I don't want to be uh, the bearer of bad news, but there's something wrong with your microphone. It sounds like a, I don't know, like an answering machine or a handheld mm. machine. And it was. I was a construction inspector, and it was my recording. taking <laughs> notes in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so i went and got a microphone and i thought hey <laughs> this will be fun i'll do something with it and from then on i mean there's a whole story about how i got my mic i stopped at this place and this guy was helping me and t- asking me what it was for and i told him i said i don't really know how to do any of this but i need to get a mic so he he talked me into this mic and he and a, a little sound semicircle. um mm-hmm. i, I still don't know what it's called things yeah. yeah. And uh, he said, don't worry about the stand. You can just put it on your desk. And so I got all this stuff and I said, where do I pay you? And he goes, oh, I don't work here. I'm a sound engineer. <laughs> and I kind of went, oh, and he goes, well, where do you live? And I told him and he goes, I'm 20 minutes south of you. Come over on Saturday or Sunday, whatever works for you. And I'll give you some software and I'll teach you how to edit. Oh, I wow. went, OK, so I did. And I ended up with Nuendo 4, which is kind of like Pro Tools. mm. Mm-hmm. But very, very complicated. But I figured it out. He helped me and I figured it out. And uh, I was on my way to auditioning from home and editing. And I kind of from there, every every opportunity that was presented in front of me was so fluky. I was being an extra in a commercial. And the chap that was the star of the commercial. And I was so much of an extra that we had to jump out of a box. I wasn't even allowed to face the camera. I it was the back of my head. <laughs> but I got talking to the star, um, who was a voice actor, and uh he um he pointed me in the direction of VO and T.O., which was Jody Krangle and Pat Sweeney mm. and Garnet and all those. And I went, okay, I'll go there one night. And I met all the right people right off the bat. Wow. So That's... fate is huge. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I, I don't I think you know I've known you forever, and I don't think we've ever had that conversation before and i'm just kind of gobsmacked by how it seems like there's a, a guiding hand there that's really remarkable
0: i met dan leonard j i'm sorry. peter o'connell i met I him at the v-o-n-t-o though <laughs> i know there's you know no but on dan. <laughs> that's what that's what stands good for um the but you know what i mean like everybody i met just was the right person to meet at the right time and then when i went to the conference it um i drove down with a radio guy who wanted to go and so we drove down together wow
1: that's that's and that's incredible that's a, and <laughs> you know I, I it's been really fascinating watching you you know go from this person who was kind of finding your feet to now i mean legitimately i don't know how long it's been since we've worked together but they, i i think it ended at the point of okay you don't need coaching anymore
0: (laughs) i think you know what i think Those would you stop paying me to coach you
1: yeah really it was like why are you You showed up and said why are you here uh you i love seeing where you're at and one of the cool things about you is that you um you know and we're we're gonna have to talk about the tiktok thing because that's in the news but uh but you have been even before that an advocate for the industry and someone who stands up for what's right in the business and someone who leads on ethics. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there who know me for leaving com but you did that before I did. And, you know, you took that first step and and I followed you. Um, so it's, That's uh, right yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's it, what, what is it that has spoken to you, for, for a number of years now about uh, why it's so important for you to, to play that role as somebody who speaks up for other talent?
0: It's just who I am. Um, I believe in doing what's right. I believe um, in paying things forward. I believe in, in speaking kindly about other people, there's always a nice way to say something mean. I, that sounds awful, but, you know, there's a right way to say things. And I try my best to be nice. I try my best to help. Uh, sometimes I overhelp um, and I take the focus off me and get other people work. And then I go, hey, wait a minute. Um, but I, I just think it's the right thing to do. I, I think it's important. I, I look at how I got to where I am. And I couldn't have done it without the help of other people. And that's a lot of the water cooler thing. Like it's free advice. It's help because that's what I did. I asked a question and people went, Hey, here's an answer. Here's a suggestion. So all I'm doing is paying it for it. I don't think of it as anything special. It's just who I am.
1: That's well, I, I agree that it's just who you are. And I think it's, it's a wonderful thing to behold. Um, talk to us about TikTok. How, how the heck did that happen? I think a lot of people have heard your story already, but, uh, but some in this audience haven't. and. Uh, how are you gonna stick it to the bastards?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. The okay, so the Cole's notes is I did a text-to-speech job three years ago for a company that when I asked what it was for, they said three languages dash U S English. And they said translation. And I went, okay. Um, and then three years later, Bridget real sent me a TikTok video and the messenger and said, is this your voice? Cause you know, we do that, right? It's like, Hey, is this your spot? Is this your spot? It's kind of fun. Cause if you're not sure you ask. And I went, Oh yeah, that's my voice. So then I downloaded TikTok and figured out the text to speech feature. And lo and behold, I was the only voice that I could figure out how to get. So, um, Knowing exactly where that audio came from, I immediately called Rob because TikTok is not my client, was not my client, and to date still is not my client. So um, they have no, uh, in my opinion, they have no reason to have my files.
1: And for those of you who don't know Rob, Rob is Rob Siglin Paglia, who is kind of the Tom Hagen, you know, Robert Duvall from the Godfather consigliere character who will go out and smash our enemies. Um, May God bless him forever and ever. Amen. So you got a bulldog in your corner. Um, Are you going to take him to the cleaners?
0: I don't know. Um, You know, there's some forensic accounting that needs to be done. Uh, You've used, they've used my voice. There's companies advertising with my voice. Um, they shouldn't have my files. As far as I'm concerned, legally, they have no right to have my files, but here's a question. Who else has them? Right. I, you know, I need to know. And, uh, everybody should say that, you know, wait a minute, you know, where else did those files go? What other app are you going to turn up on and how does that affect your business? You know, what if, You've got me saying things I shouldn't say. And I've got a company that doesn't like that. You know, like, I I can't control any of that. And I figure if I had if I had written somewhere saying you can do whatever you want with it, then I'd have no recourse. But I never said that. Right. I said, this is what the job is for. Right. So, yeah.
1: How does that play in? We see a lot of TTS, AI jobs out there now, and you know some of them can be tempting. I've seen some pay six figures. Uh, you know, there, There's a lot of stuff out there. Talent can look at that and go, hey, I want to do that. I mean, it looks like a good deal. What do we have to be careful
0: of? Well, I think the biggest thing is, um, so if I'm not mistaken, it's the Beijing Accord. Uh, which is fabulous, but it doesn't carry over. It's from, it's from client to client, not, sorry, company to company, not person to person. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different. I Honestly, if you're doing a six-figure job, get a lawyer involved or an agent involved in the contract and make sure. Um, there are companies out there, See, my theory is people used to do voiceover by going into a studio, they had no editing, and then they'd go home and it would all be done and they were great and they were happy. And then all of a sudden people would start doing it from home and they went, ah, oh no, ah. Now they all have studios at home and they know how to edit and they can do it. Well, now text to speech is here and everyone's going, ah, oh no. And it's like, no, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And that's kind of where I'm going with my lawsuit is, A, you're using my voice without my permission, but B, the company has, the the world has to figure this out. The talent has to be able to work with these companies that have created these fabulous um, uh, capabilities. Let's work together. And there are some out there that, you know, you get passive income if they sell it to this, whatever, you're going to get paid. That would be fine. But you need to know that. That's my biggest thing. So, you know, out of all this, I hope something comes that companies realize we're not just being, you know, well, I want to get all this money and you can't do this and you can't do it. It's not that it's I have to protect my product, which is my voice. And you want to, you know, treat me with the respect I deserve as a business and as a human being. So if we can all work together and make this work, that would be a really wonderful thing. And that's my biggest box to tick off in all of this. And I'm, I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this for every single voice talent ever out there because text to speech isn't going away. Let's make it work.
1: And you're possibly pioneering new legal ground here, which I think is going to be fascinating to watch. But you know, you, you said something there, which is let's work together. Do you think these companies really care about
0: that? Some I'm hoping do. Yes.
1: Corporations with souls, they exist.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there are companies out there that do pay uh, residuals. If they use, if your voice is like you almost have control over what you can use it for. Um, you just don't have to re-record everything. It's already in the system. Right. So if that were the case, that's fine. It's getting better and better. And I, I honestly don't believe text-to-speech will replace all of our jobs. It's going to replace some of it. It is just going to happen. So we need to get in touch with the companies that are, you know, ethical and work with them and make it part of our library of talent.
1: Right. Do you think there's do you think there's money there though? I mean it's I, I've seen a lot of what they're charging for this kind of stuff. I mean it's it's very small pennies on a dollar. Is this ever going to if a talent's got an AI version of themselves and they're licensing it is that ever going to amount to more than a few hundred dollars a month?
0: I can't say. I, I don't know where it's going and I don't know who use it. I did watch uh, a webinar where they had um, this text-to-speech voice and they fine-tuned a couple of sentences with commas and ellipses and quotes to get it to be the emphasized the right way. And then they said, well, what would that sound like with a female voice? And it was like, click, here you go. Right. It's like, oh, Wow. But so here's something as somebody that was in construction I had to listen to all the safety videos and as soon as I start listening to the voice I stop listening to the message. Mm. So as long as computer voices sound computerish you listen to that and you stop you stop hearing what they're saying. So effective training and effective e-learning to me still needs to be a person.
1: Right? Yeah, I agree. I I think the high end of the industry will do fine. It's the uh, I think the low and some of the middle that uh, that might be a little bit at risk here. But I I, I know you don't curse. So I'll say it for you. I hope you take the assholes to the cleaners. I hope you bankrupt them. And then I hope you remember that I like shellfish.
0: (laughs) I hear you like lobster. A little bit. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Send me, send me a basket when you get your, uh, your payday. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, I just hope, I really hope I make a difference. I really hope it makes up. Let me, let me clarify that. I really hope it makes a positive difference in the, in the industry. No, I really I, do.
1: Every single one of us is standing behind you and we're grateful for you, uh, for you leading the way in this.
0: You know what? Somebody said to me once, how are you holding up? And the words struck home because I said, you know what? I'm okay. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I don't go a day, a half a day without an interview request, a comment. And most of them, the majority of them are, hey, I, I didn't reach out right away, but I just, you know, I know you're going through a lot. I want you to know you're behind. I'm behind you and we support you. And people I don't know are mm-hmm. messaging me. So picture this I'm sitting here with my arm up against, you know, uh, TikTok, and they're pushing down on me, but I got all you guys underneath me holding me up. So, as long as I know that, I'll be just fine.
1: Good for you. And uh, what, so, so let's let's go lighter. What what is what does Bev Standing do for fun?
0: Work. <laughs> go to conferences stop it I, 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 well that's what my partner says he goes you know we got a dog because you're never here um i love i love traveling uh as not so much now but uh before i started adding on a few extra days on conferences and stuff i have a granddaughter who i'm head mm-hmm. over heels about um my son's getting married so i'm getting to know his uh his fiance and um, I have a very very small family, so I stay in touch with them, and that's what I do for fun. I live basically with no neighbors, and uh, my my close friends uh, I see, but the rest are pretty much the old people these days, just because of where I live or age. <laughs>
1: right. Well, I mean, people you, 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 you people in your thirties, I mean, you've got you've got more options, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. So I hear.
1: <laughs> What's the coolest gig you've ever done?
0: Oh, I say this to everybody. The, well, you know what? I'm going to give you a different answer. The The cool, the coolest one I did was craft because my dad worked for craft. He, mm. he, he was an advertising executive and he had a craft account. Um, my teddy bear is the craft bear. And it sits beside my K club bear. But oh. um, in my booth, I know they're buddies. The, um, but the, the coolest one I got was when I landed to go to conference can't remember which one off the top of my head but I I looked at my phone and there was a message from my agent going I'm I'm finding you a studio you got a Honda spot and it was based on an HGTV show so it was um it was a sound alike booking and it it was um so So they found the house of their dreams. Now they need to find the car of their dreams kind of spot. (laughs) And I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I made it when I landed and it was like, get a studio. It's like, okay.
1: Right. So that was pretty cool. That was fun. Do you probably vous Francais? Do you do any French Canadian stuff?
0: uh un petit point no um in fact I do I do on hold messaging and they put in some French lines and I went you really don't want me saying this I took French for nine years and and but I kept changing schools and every year I changed schools it was grade one again kind of thing <laughs> so I just gave up
1: what are some of the differences between the Canadian market and the U.S. market
0: we do a lot of work in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian market is small um the one thing I will say in perpetuity doesn't seem to have as much weight as it does everywhere else. Um, We're really, really, well, we're really, really, really spread out. So you have only a few major cities um, as opposed to the U S. So I think that bears some, you know, if, I mean, if I do a big, a big ad, it's probably airing in Ontario, you know, or national but there's not a lot of in-betweens.
1: Right. Very cool. Well, um Let's, let's kind of wrap with, uh, with some advice for the group that's out there listening to this. Um, I, one of the questions I always like to ask towards the end of these is, you know, give me some advice for a talent who's just getting started in the industry today. What should they be thinking about? What they should, should they be looking out for? What mistakes should they avoid? And then let's apply that same advice to somebody who's finding their feet. They're doing okay. They're make, they're hitting the five figures a little bit, but they want to take it to that next level. Um, give, give us two pieces of advice to close.
0: For brand new, don't give up. Um, Do your research, read, 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 read aloud every day and go into social media and search the answer to your question before you post in these groups. But be social, uh, get to know, join my water cooler group and just sit back and listen. Um, So read aloud and, and really listen to what you hear. To somebody who is earning money, practice. Find different coaches, get get an accountability group, get uh, three or four people once a week to read scripts together, watch YouTube videos, not a lot of little advice here. Um, go to YouTube, go to iSpot TV, pick the spots off, try and describe the what you're hearing, try, try and be the director and then try and create that yourself. It's a great way to practice on your own.
1: Great stuff. Bev, Standing, uh, not just a good friend, not just an amazing (laughs) talent. I think a hero to a lot of us, a champion for the industry. Thank you so much for being here today.
0: Thank you for having me. This was fun. It's always fun.
1: It's my pleasure. And now, folks, uh, you know the drill. Here's Kayla. We'll be back with more stuff next week.
0: You have been listening to This Week in VO with J. Michael Collins. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues on social media. If you do, J.M.C. might just send you a lobster. Now here's nobody trying to sell you anything, because that's just how we roll. Stay tuned for a new podcast most weeks throughout the year.